Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Ben Kay. When I'm not dropping balls over try lines in World Cup finals, I'm downloading the latest Egg Chasers rugby podcast. Hello, Egg Chasers, and welcome to episode number 29 of the Egg Chasers rugby podcast, introduced by Ben Kay right there. And, uh, well, that's all you're going to hear from Ben Kay. There's going to be no one with sense or authority or <laughs> rugby logic. It's just us. I'm Tim. That's JB. Hi, Tim. And that's Phil. Hi, Tim. And we're going to be talking about all the rugby that's just happened over the weekend, looking ahead to the rugby coming up as we get to the business end of the season. Um, and we're going to be picking a 15 as well, which I think could be the most contentious yet. So I'm going to tell you what it is so you can get thinking um, and then get involved on Twitter as well. At Rugby Podcast is where you can find us. The 15 today is going to be a politician 15 or a politics 15. Uh, now, if there's any subject that's going to get JB <laughs> <laughs> stoked and fired up, it's going to be this. So this could be an interesting one. But on, on the subject of Twitter, do get in touch at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Like I mentioned, we are getting into the four figure mark on our followers. And um, thank you very much if you followed us. And I would say that there is a special treat when we pass 1,000 followers. Ooh. I'm, I'm not going to tell JB and Phil what that is, but there will be a photograph of one of us in quite a funny position um, being, being tweeted as, as a little celebration of 1,000. I'm guessing it's going to be me. Why is that? <laughs> I'm just guessing it is. Is it funnier than the uh, picture of Stefan Armitage and Matthew Bastereau that we, we t- tweeted this week? <laughs> it would rival that. Describe <laughs> that, Phil. Describe that. They're in fancy dress. I've been thinking about this. I think it's a Disney theme fancy dress. Ooh. Because Armitage. Eeyore. You're thinking, oh, you're thinking Matt, Matthew Bastereau is Eeyore. Yeah. Or Donkey from. Or Donkey from uh, Shrek. And Armitage is possibly Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Nice. But if anyone does know, please get in touch. I'd love to know exactly what's going on. Armitage is doing a very uh, Stefan Armitage is doing a very interesting thing with his finger. It's, <laughs> it's very seductive looking, isn't it? I just thought they were on a night out. I had no, no idea they were even in fancy dress until someone pointed that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, incidentally, well, just just while you since you mentioned mentioned Stefan Armitage, he's playing so well for Toulon. Yeah, to the point where there's quite a few people saying Stuart Lancaster, make an exception from your of your players have to play in England. And just pick Stefan Armitage because he's that good that England could really do with him as a versatile back row player. Yeah, I, I don't think we see him in this country. Well, we don't because we watch the Viva and what have you. And then the Highland Cup comes about, and he's awesome. Ben Morgan can't even get into the Gloucester starting fifteen, and he's the he's the <laughs> he reserve number eight. Quality player, really good player. But then he can slot slot in an open side, and is he better than Matt Kovesic? 
Uh, I'd say he is. I, I would definitely say, yeah. So I'd say in, in probably both positions, he's probably the, vying for one of the best number eights England have and vying for one of the best open sides England have. Yeah, it'd be great going into the World Cup next year to have him to cover those positions. But um, Roundtree got asked in an interview last week um, whether they would kind of bend the rules if someone was showing exceptional form and he said, no, the rules are, are there. Oh, what idiots. Rules are rules, JB. Mm. Yeah, that's what we like. Rules. Mm. Nice strict rules. Nice strict nonsense rules. Uh, well, actually, just <laughs> very briefly, let me get onto uh, Twitter because JB, you provoked quite a, quite a lot of debate after calling the red card that Jared Payne got for Ulster a disgrace. You you ranted. Listen to the last podcast if you want to hear it someone is. really passionately saying how bad a decision that was. It's a farce. There was quite a lot of people just saying things like JB is bonkers. After JB's outrageous red card comment, says School Spider on Twitter, what about an Ask JB feature where JB gives advice, just like a Just 17 agony ant, but for rugby? And some people got in touch with some questions for you, JB. So, Raws says, as a 22-year-old heterosexual male, how many photos of Andy Goode can I have in my house without it being suspicious, is one question for you. I think as a heterosexual male... Uh, there's a direct correlation to how many pictures of Andy Good you have and how good you are at rugby, I think. Or yeah, cool I'd agree. Yeah. I'd agree. Clear yeah. cut. Uh, fair enough. So if you want to ask JB a question, there was another question as well. Andy Oliver says, uh, JB, are you a love child of Brian Moore? Not that I'm aware of, no. No? Okay, fine. <laughs> if you want to put any more questions to JB, uh, then at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. And let's kick off with the Premiership Rugby. Mm. There's only one place to start, isn't there? Yes, there is. The, the Battle of King's Home, or... It's, it's going to go down in folklore in those two it clubs, isn't awesome. it? awesome. Here's the thing. We're in the realm of uh, professional players now. now. Very few of these boys come from that area. I mean, they're, they're, you, know, you get the Tyndalls and, and, and whatnot. Actually, Tyndall's from Yorkshire, isn't he? Yeah, I thought uh, he was yeah, from Yorkshire. Yes, of course. I, he, lives you know, in, he lives in Tetbury now with Zara. I think he's Zara. in Tetbury riding horses. And I think he's, 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 been, he's been riding something. It's just nice to see pa- uh, passion back, back in the game. Mm. I loved it. What I didn't love are people high on Mount Pius, like Lawrence Delalio, saying stuff like, it isn't a great advert for the game. Oh, the game shamed itself today. No, it hasn't. Alves 3, who didn't enjoy watching that? I did enjoy watching I it. I really enjoyed did watching you feel, it. Did you feel real excitement when, uh, when, yeah. when it all came? Like, oh, this is so refreshing. This is good. In Lawrence Delalio's defence and I think Ben Kay made a, a comment there was one bit that I thought was really a bit lame and not in the spirit of the game and that was the decision of Gloucester not to put on Dan Murphy well do you know what I'm a little bit sympathetic to this. just in case anyone didn't understand what happened yeah. Glo- Gloucester's r- replacement tight head prop Puafisi was red carded and at the next scrum Gloucester said no we can't bring on Dan Murphy he can't play tight head so well, they went to uncontested scrum bearing in mind they were a man down in the scrum that was an advantage to Gloucester. Dan Murphy played Premiership rugby at Tighthead. Right. I said he didn't feel didn't, comfortable, or he wouldn't do it, or what? what I was didn't know about that. Yeah. The, the excuse was he can't play Tighthead. It's health and safety. They should be ashamed of that because that's that's not in the spirit. Of yes, the game. I know. I mean, I think when you're living in this like litigious world, which which, which you do now, and you know the referees are just crazed animals now. Um, <laughs> Like if they're throwing all all these rules at you and acting like they're you know high um, high level barristers half the time, well I think I see why Gloucester would play that game. Oh come on, that's that's no no I, no, I, I no, no no. I, mean, I don't agree with it. I think they should just they you know, they should have made him play or they should have said you know if he doesn't play you're going to be docked points or something. But these but, law, these laws were brought in about the 
front row replacements because there were there was the old thing with the prop going down injured. It was well, it made me think, you know, that maybe at the start of the season they should nominate where these players play, and then that's it. If you have a player on the bench who is nominated to play. Hooker, prop, tight prop, hooker, but, they should have to do it. Well, look at Money Polo, though, who started the season as a loose head and has played most of his rugby prior oh, to this season as a loose head and a, that has come in and done an incredible job at tight head. It's like much, restricts that. Much worse example. Um, Northampton played a few years ago uh, when Steve Thompson was still there. And Steve Thompson, for whatever reason, it might be the year they went down, Steve Thompson was, was playing number six. Anyway, they either had a, someone go down or an injury or yellow card. And Steve Thompson wouldn't move to hooker because he'd injured his neck. A current, the current England World Cup winning hooker wouldn't wouldn't hmm. move. So it has it has happened before. Going back to the rest of the game, I, it was really exciting to watch. Yeah. No, the end of it was incredible yeah. as well. It was really exciting. But I'd, when people are throwing punches and stuff like that, like Tavis Niles starting to throw punches because someone's brushed his head with her leg. I'm pretty sure that's a bit ridiculous. I'm pretty sure there's more to that than meets the eye. He's a professional player. There must have been some carry on. Everyone knows that consistency of uh, consistency I, of refing is a real problem. I thought Tim Wigglesworth refereed it pretty well. Did you? Yeah, he had some tough calls to make, and he made them and made them the right decisions. Like again, it was only a couple of weeks ago we were talking about why weren't Northampton given a penalty try when their maul was pulled down over the line. Yeah, mm. yeah, you're right. And, uh, and Tim Wigglesworth made a brave call. I thought it was the right call. Tavish Noyle just had a rush of blood to the head. Right here, this is very relevant to the Jared Payne red card. Now, just just let's just remind ourselves: Heineken Cup quarterfinal, Ravenhill in Ulster. Jared Payne takes out Alex Good in the air whilst he's catching mm-hmm. the ball. Red card. Yeah, reckless, unintentional. And your point on the podcast last week was there was no intent. I want to know where you stand on the Puafisi red card for Gloucester because, as far as I saw it, that was a reckless high tackle that could have caused serious damage. Mm-hmm. In the same way that the it was a reckless tackle from Jared Payne that could have caused damage, it was given a red card um, for the for the swinging high arm. Do you think that was a red card? Yeah, I think it was a red card. Now, to which I would say, what is the difference between a, a reckless swinging arm of Puafisi? No intent. He wasn't trying to take off Nick Abendon's not head. Not sure about that. I, well, I, I'm not sure about that. I don't so, so your subjective view of intent allows you to say that was a red card, Wait but it. one last week wasn't. Wait, here's the thing about pain, okay? If I'm teaching a young kid or someone to, to chase a high ball, it's run as fast as you can and keep your eye on the ball. I think that's fairly good advice, would, 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 you, would you say? No, because you, 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 no, you, 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 you would say, along with the media types... Uh, chase the ball half speed stop every three or four steps fill in the risk assessment make sure the coast is clear no what right. I would say is is it better to do what Payne did and run as fast as you can and get sent off or is it better to wait half a second hit good as soon as he hits the floor drive him back 15 metres like Stephen Ferris did on his mm-hmm. uh, return to rugby a few weeks ago Okay, so he did everything wrong instead of everything right that's not the way you should I be think, coached now the Gloucester prop Set his feet. Saw the guy c- coming. You can't make. You can't accidentally try and ma- try and make a tackle, and then basically. But, close but when you were talking about Jacques Berger playing at Bath the other week, he made an equally high tackle, got a yellow card, and you were saying, "Oh, that's ridiculous." That was that's he should never have been yellow carded. He was just trying to make a tackle. And again, to pick up on what Phil said, you're sub- you're subjectively deciding yeah. the levels of intent and therefore the decision. And that's exactly what me and Phil were saying. We can't give that to referees. You've got to have consistency because because otherwise you won't have the consistency that you were just no, moaning about. The referees don't have. We're not going to. We're, we're never going to agree just agree on that. That we enjoyed a bit of fighting for change. Yeah, uh, I like I like the passion. Yeah, I, I would have liked to see it kind of. 
stay within the rules of the game. Yeah. But uh, uh, uh. you don't need any punches thrown. You yes, occasionally. Seen... It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> oh, it's the, uh, what, the... Go and watch some boxing. Rule makers, sort out your life. <laughs> Other games in the Premiership, Saracens looked really powerful. Should never have been in the position of all potentially losing it at the end of their game against Northampton. But fair play, Northampton. For I, I, I didn't see this game. Yeah, I've, I've been stuck up a mountain in Wales, so I've, uh, I've missed a lot of it. What's going on with us, eh? You've got marathon one week, mountain yeah. climbing the next. What are you going to do next week, Jay? An ultra triathlon or something? Doubt, or... doubt it very much. <laughs> I did, when I was in Wales, I, they had the S4C, so I managed to catch some of the Scarlet's Zebra game. Ooh, big one. Uh, it was awful. I, I watched about 10 minutes of it. I couldn't watch anymore. It was s- such poor, poor standard. Oh, yeah, there was um, an article the other day. Um, Barberry. Oh, Barber, Bar- uh, Barbieri. Yeah, Barbieri. The, the, he plays six and eight. Yeah, he's a good player. He, he'd probably be playing eight for Italy if uh, Parise wasn't there. Mm. Yeah, he's a good player. And they want to bring him over as a pair, don't they? As him and another one. In fact, they were linked with, t- with three. Yeah, they were linked with a few Italians. And Sale have signed that uh, Di, Mar- Di Marishi, Di Marishi the, the prop, yeah, the who prop. looked very good. He made a few yeah. like, bullocking runs against France. It was really good signing. Uh, so... Surrey's look really powerful. Put Northampton. It was an interesting game. Northampton. The the situation is they're three points ahead of Leicester, and they'll want to get a home semi final. That will be crucial. Having home advantage semi final. Three games left. Three points ahead of Leicester. Leicester go to Harlequins on Friday night. That's a Ooh. tasty game. Yeah. Northampton are at home to London Irish, and then the remaining games see Leicester away at Sale, whereas Northampton are away at Bath. Another tricky one. And then the final round of games, all, t- all kicking off at the same time, Leicester at home to Saracens mm. and Northampton at home to Wasps. So you would probably back Northampton to get two wins. Yeah. Would you say the, the top four places are pretty much cemented now? Ba- Bath, Bath are home to Northampton and away to Quinns. Yeah, Halicans have to win all three uh, and Bath would have to lose two out of three. Yeah, Bath are powerful. But they do feel rocky. But let me talk about Quinns for a second because I was so impressed by them on Friday night against right. Sale mm. Sharks. Yeah, Nick Evans looked great, didn't he? That try was awesome. You, you were there. Yeah. But the way I saw them lining up, I saw the teams before they played. And I was thinking, this is playing right into Sale hands. As it happened, Sale played the most unsale like game. Uh, two or three of their tries were just p- real poor defence. Quinns absolutely smashed Sale at the breakdown. Did and they? the speed of their ball was rapid. So Sale couldn't get their defensive organisation. I think Sale, but basically, yeah. that was it. Quinns was so playing at such an unbelievable pace, and key to that was Danny Kerr, mm. and also key to that was Luke Wallace. He that guy was everywhere. But Chris Robshaw got man of the match, and he made a lot of ball carries. But Luke Wallace, he's the, a good player. The isn't ground he? he covers. Well, you you might have nailed it then, because actually, when I I've seen the highlights, um, and when Quinns score, it always looks like Sale are at six and sevens as hell's a defender. That could have just. Be a fact that they can't, you know, that they're getting out infused at the breakdown. Leicester, again, we talked about it last week and the week before, the difference Tuolagi makes. Yeah, two tries for Tuolagi, wasn't it? Powerful display, and uh, they won against Wasps at another bonus point win, which they haven't had many of them this season until Tuolagi's back. And then there was a couple of amazing comebacks. We've already talked about Northampton, but Worcester. Looked dead and buried against Quinns, uh, against okay. Chiefs, against yep. the Chiefs, and then nearly came back and got themselves a bonus point. Two, two oh, bonus points. Yeah, two bonus points, which could prove pretty important. Oh, they'll probably won't. Uh, Brought on Park Club Tour. 
He's going to Cardiff. We're stopping off at Six Ways for a pint. <laughs> Not to watch any rugby, just for Hell, a pint. Just, just Christ, no. We're, go, we're going on towards our fun. Why would we watch <laughs> rugby at Six Ways? <laughs> and uh, finally in the Premiership, uh, London Irish... I've I've rarely seen this. The score at half time was forty points to twelve, six tries. The yeah. Score at full time, forty points to twelve. That's unbelievable. That fifty two points were scored <laughs> in the first half, and not a single one in the second. Uh, North Wales lad Andy Fenby with with a hat trick. Mm. Well done, Fenby. Mm. Yeah. And London Irish have been bolstering their pack. You've got to wonder if there's a few players going to be leaving. We know well. We know Ian Goff's going, but I wonder, yeah. if, wonder if Bryn Evans might be on his way as well. The ex Kiwi international because they've brought in Sean Cox from Edinburgh. Oh, have they? And Dan Leo from Perpignan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Former wasp. I saw that. Because, yeah, uh, Narroway is also in from Perpignan, Narrowway isn't he? And yeah. Tom, and Tom Guest. They're really bolstering their Yeah, spending, their, their pack. spending a bit of money, the new uh, yeah. new owners. Mm, I wonder if anyone's in line for a big new contract. Oh, and we should talk about we should talk about uh, Donovan staying at Leicester. Oh, is he signed? Signed. Resigned. Wow. Big news. That's a big Philip ahead of the end of the season. That's a massive yeah, sign for them. Because the last thing I read about it, him. Um, Lester made an offer that they knew was not as good as an offer he's had from France, and he was mulling it over. Um, so- is that is that the new prop? Mulling it over, hey, Yeah, so I'm I'm quite surprised that because he's, he's obviously he's 30. He's only got a few more years left to play on the wing, and so a big payday in France would have been kind of. Good yeah. for him, but oh, he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be getting remunerated. Yeah, oh, yeah. I would have thought. Oh, no, da- I'll, no I'm doubt. sure he'll be an ambassador for Caterpillar as well. Yeah. Well, doing well, some yeah. little corporate circuit for Caterpillar, mm-hmm. picking up a few pennies for that as well. It's interesting how uh, you get an idea of how Leicester work, don't you? Uh, here's your contract. Do you want it or not? Mm. Okay, off you go. Or you know, come on board. Yeah, uh, and no Freddie Burns news. Mm. Uh, no, although, although he wasn't involved for Gloucester again. Well, Start. yeah, on the bench. They're, they're starting. 12 trees at 10 mm-hmm. and Mike, Mike Tindall at 12 they're con- although they're quite open to, opening, open to saying that they're still negotiating with him I'm guessing negotiating down would be uh, how they're <laughs> negotiating with him yeah because <laughs> yeah, Leicester has said they are negotiating with Freddie Burns yeah exactly well mm. listen I, as you mentioned I was at the AJ Bell Stadium on Friday night for the game where Quinn's a very impressive victory against Sale Sharks I was really impressed by how they played as much as anything as well, because last week we talked about the, the chat of Joe Marler and how he might be England's answer to the honey badger, Nick Cummins, <laughs> who himself scored a hat-trick for Western Force in another victory for Western Force in Super Super Rugby. But I stood in the tunnel doing the announcing for the match and when Joe Marler came off after about an hour, I spent 20 minutes with literally just a, a one-foot concrete wall <laughs> shoulder height between <laughs> between me and Joe Marler. So for all intents and purposes, I was sat right next to him. And um the guy has got some amazing chat. Now, because I was doing some little chats with people around in the tunnel, I, my recorder was recording for some of this. Now, I apologise for the quality of the audio, because like I say, I wasn't trying to record Joe Marler. This is just in the background, but you just hear some of his chat. So uh, this is Joe Marler, and his re- this was his response on several occasions when a kid came up to him and said, Can you sign my programme, please? I'm more your slave, am I? <laughs> <laughs> am I your slave, am I? Wasn't you asking for his signature, was it, Tim? No, no, it wasn't me. Your slave, am I? Uh, so he, that was that was him, and then uh, this is Joe Marler slating Carl Dixon, who butchered a massive overlap when they were still chasing their bonus point try. Give it, 
They must both speak to each other then if they do if they do too well. Someone if someone balls it up, I'm assuming they they have loads of <laughs> someone buys sweets for their day off. <laughs> and then incidentally, Ugo Monye, Nick Kennedy and Paul Saki were smashing the pick a mix oh, uh, wow. during the match. Smashing the pick a mix. Were they on the bench? The, well that... they were just travelling. Oh just all oh, right. Not even Yeah. Mm. Oh that's good. I didn't know that Nick Easter was called Minty. Yeah. His nickname was Minty. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, after the uh, EastEnders character, because he, he looks like him. <laughs> yes, Minty! Get it off him then. And then he does it right. This is Joe Marler's impression of Nick Easter. Minty's crying again. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> so selfish around here. You're the most selfish man in the world. <laughs> that was when someone didn't pass the Nick Easter. Jamie. <laughs> We're talking about one guy re- recording stuff with ele- with electronic surveillance in the rugby world, and now shall we move on to the next? Hey, Gloucester Hooker. Mm. Oh right. Oh yes. Yeah. Mine was not <laughs> anything which inf- anything like yeah, what we're actually, about to talk about. I just said just... one Hawker recording to, 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 <laughs> yeah. to another. Let yeah. me just defend myself here. <laughs> I, I inadvertently. I don't think pick... it's you that needs to defend yourself, Tim. I inadvertently picked up some audio of Joe Marler, which I thought you might enjoy. Corey Britton, the Gloucester Hooker, on the other hand, <laughs> Phil, do you want to take this one? Uh, yeah, he's received an official police caution for um, trying to record. A woman getting changed in a leisure centre Imagine in a local he... leisure centre. <sighs> what is? What was he thinking of? I wonder if, like, he was telling his mates in the pub, they're all laughing about different no, things. No, no, then... no, 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 no. No, I'll tell you. I know exactly what happened. So, yeah, you're right, Phil. You got a police caution for this. Filming um, under the changing room door was it? filming. Filming or photo- doing photography of some kind underneath the changing room door. So, so he was in. An, he was in his changing room cubicle next to a woman who was getting changed, and he was he was putting his phone under and taking uh, taking or, pictures or over or. What? I, I believe I, it was under. Yeah, I think it said under. Did she see the phone? Did the flash go off? That must be terrifying. She, well, no, she became aware that he was doing it. She then came out of her cubicle, so the story goes, started banging on his door going, come out! And he was stuck in there then. That was it. Corey Britton, the Gloucester was stuck. Oh, no. God. What uh, an idiot. Yeah, and uh, and then the, poli- well, the police were called and they accosted him and he's he's, he's got a caution. Well... Apparently the Japanese have a tendency oh. to take upskirt pictures. Yeah, so that's why camera manufacturers make them go... Or whatever well, no, no, because that noise happens. Let me... I'll, I'll make the noise on my iPhone now. I'll just... Uh, I'll get to the camera. And if I have the sound turned on, when you take a photo, it makes this noise. When I put it onto silent and take a photo, I'm taking a photo now, you can't hear a sound. Uh. In Japan, they've made it so that the phones... You cannot, even when you put the phone in silent, you cannot turn that noise off because on public transport, there was a spate of people doing upskirt photographs. Is wow. it more suspicious that the phone's on like a long handle? <laughs> uh, that is a fact. <laughs> fact. You, you're having a few a few beers, getting you know, get, get, getting Larry, exchanging stories. Imagine when you told that one, the room went quiet. Like, you, you did what, Corey? <laughs> were, you, were, were you hammered? No, no, it was about 11 o'clock in the morning at a leisure centre. All <laughs> 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 oh, right. I've got uh, a story like that, and I'll tell you it off the air. It's incredible. <laughs> Good. Really? Can you not just substitute names and words uh, and things? I don't think I can. The act... <laughs> The act involved, the act, it was when smart camera phones first came out, and the act that this guy recorded himself doing was... I'll tell you what, hold on a minute. Let me just have a quick listen to what JB's going to say. I'll be back in a second. I'll, uh, I'll play some on-hold music.
Oh my god, we don't. We're not saying that. We're not well, saying that, JB. Do you remember, do you remember the? Cro- we're not saying that. We're not saying that. Do you remember the Crofty thing? Yes, yes. We've got a little. Uh, hold, on, hold on a minute, Phil. Go on. We're not talking about that either, Phil. <laughs> Can I suggest that I just on on behalf of myself and everyone He's that's famous. listening, I just want to suggest you two find new friends. <laughs> right, well, I think we should move on pretty yeah, swiftly. Agreed. We've got we've got fifteen to pick. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the upcoming matches that are coming up this weekend. Um, oh, incidentally, because we always get moaned at, we we only we talk about English rugby too much. Andrew Trimble, check out the highlights of Ulster. The guy because I've not done it yet, but I do intend to. No, very good, very very good. We have a 15, which I'm excited and nervous about. Yeah, rightly, rightly nervous. A politics 15. Mm-hmm. People from the world of politics, directly or indirectly, a 15 on a rugby field. That's the two. That's what we're going to try and combine. I, I would suggest that you get your suggestions to at Rugby Podcast on Twitter because inevitably we will miss some. With trepidation, let's go front row. Okay. I'll, I'll go with my first one, which is Lou said. I'm Berlin. <laughs> is that, it, can, can we class that it, in the world of politics it's very good yeah I think so I think back in the day political marriages that's fine it's dead simple it's nice Anne Boleyn Lou said uh, I had more on uh, physical appearance I had uh, Eric Pickles and Eric Pickles jo- oh yeah solid and, and John Prescott nice oh, one, well, one trying to wheel to the left one trying to wheel to the right way. oh very good I, th- I suspect that joke will, will, will yeah. occur time and time again. <laughs> but two, two jabs has got to be in there, hasn't two it? Two jabs, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two jags or two jabs? Uh, he was both, wasn't he? Both, yeah. yeah. Prescott, Defo. Uh, um, would, would Churchill have been a contender for a prop as well? He's could be a gnarly, gnarly hooker, yeah. Gnarly hooker, maybe, yeah. He's sort of got a bit apparently of a Brian Moore much, kind of look about him. Apparently he yeah. wasn't much, um, much of a sportsman. He didn't, he didn't uh. look like it from the pictures I've seen. <laughs> I don't think Eric Pickles was much of a sportsman. No, I don't <laughs> no, know, but he, he is a him. tough Yorkshireman, though, isn't he? Mm. No nonsense, Yorkshireman. Uh, at tie head, I had Mar- uh, uh, Margaret Thatcher. The lady's not for turning. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hold on a minute. I need a little uh, sound effect to recognise that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got more. I've got <laughs> Very good. Um, Any hookers? Yes. Bob Crow, because he's great at striking. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! That's good. I love that's that. really good. <laughs> I did think, looking at him, that Kim Jong Un struck me as a sort of the mould of a hooker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very bad hooker. Yeah, yeah. like they, hookers have bad haircuts, don't they? As well. <laughs> Can you imagine how awful that entitled little crescent would be at things like training and being told that he's doing something or penalised around the ruck? Mm. He would have everyone killed. <laughs> yeah, he would. But I quite like your man at hooker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crow at hooker. And he also looks like a hooker. He did look like a hooker. <laughs> and um, the lady not for turning, I quite like that. It's technical. M- Margaret Thatcher at... <laughs> She's a technician. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher at tight head. And uh, two jabs, two jags. Yeah. As Lou yeah. said. Yeah. Excellent. Happy with that. Into the, into the second row then. I struggled with second rows. Well, I know there's one, one player who actually has got a very significant rugby-based injury. Uh, Gordon Brown had lost an eye playing rugby when he was really? young. Really? When he was yeah. 15, yeah. Um, now, He'd be your enforcer second row, wouldn't he? Well, would he? I mean, the thing well, is... I had him in the back row. I'm just thinking, where, do you, where would he have the least influence? Where can you do the least damage to the team in second row? strikes me as a, an ideal place. We, we could hide him. Uh, that would be fine. I've got two 
tall Conservative MPs who my brother has advised me are very, very <laughs> tall, very tall and might fit in the second row. Uh, Andrew Stevenson, right. who is the uh, MP for Pendle, and Stuart Andrew, who is the MP for, I think, Pudsey in York, West Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. But they're nothing funny or anything like that. They're just no. tall, they're just tall, tall blokes. Wasn't, wasn't JFK a long man? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't tell well, you. My eight's very, 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 very tall. Uh, but we'll get to him later because he is quite, he's quite a funny character. Well, uh, so we can have one of those two plus Gordon Brown plus in the Gordon camera. Brown. How about Alex Salmon? Because he sounds like he should, he should be good oh, yes. the line out. Sleeping. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. You got you got the one gnarly enforcer, big lad, Gordon Brown, and you got the Salmon uh, in the middle of the line out, Alex Salmon. I like that. Two two Scots as well. Yeah, and also every Lions tour has to have the token Scott, so we yeah. may as well have one. <laughs> yeah, and actually that's one position where Scotland are all right. Exactly. exactly. So yeah, we'll go with that. Back row. And at six, I was going with Philip Hammond because he's very stingy with defence. <laughs> uh, you've got to, yeah, I suppose that's maybe a little bit niche. Uh, and, you, and serving Boris Johnson, he's the yeah. ultimate opportunist. Have you seen the Boris Johnson tackle? Exactly in the uh, charity the, football, charity which, football which, match which, is why, which is why I had Boris Johnson as my six because I thought he was that kind of crazy tackling six. Just, well, he yeah. could, just diving at people's shins, like in kind of um, Dan Lydia Dan Lydia fashion. Whereas I, I thought my suggestion for a seven was Vladimir Putin because I thought the best sevens, you know, Richie McCaw, test the law to the limit oh, yeah. without get, without actually getting penalised. Vladimir Putin, they push, wonderful... push the laws as far as the referee or the officials will let them get away with it. And uh, <laughs> he's certainly done that with Ukraine at the minute, very much in a Richie McCaw fashion. So could we have Boris Johnson as a bum- bumbling ball carrier number eight? No, no, we couldn't have that. Okay. You can have Boris Johnson as, an, as a, South Af- a South African seven, i.e. a six, and then a Vladimir Putin at seven. Who's, who's your eight then, Jay? Anthony Weiner. You heard of him? Yeah. <laughs> he's a big he's the one. He's the, he's the New Jersey or New York. He is New York, yeah. I, I, I don't know actually what his job is at the moment. He's a, he's a US p- politician who is, um, he's tall. Yeah. He's in good shape, and he likes to f- share the fact he's, he's in good good shape by using uh, picture messages and sending them to uh, interns. So uh, yeah, Anthony Weiner, but he's a he's a, he's a big old fella, uh, so <laughs> he could he, he could play eight. <laughs> yeah, look up Anthony Weiner. Uh, he's an interesting character. <laughs> what an amazing name as well. Yeah, yeah. We have we with Anthony Weiner at eight. Yeah, yeah. Nine, nine. Well, I thought Nick, Nicholas Sarkozy, France are oh, amazing at scrum. Good. France always have the best scrum arse. He's a little guy, but he's got a bit of flair and um, and he's a bit cheeky as well. Yeah, um, and also, unlike most French rugby players, he's very good at playing away. Oh, oh very good. Excellent. Fly half then. Harriet Harman, because she believes in equal distribution. Yeah, he's getting very political. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you wanted a, 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 a politics 15. And yeah. I gave you, you know. I, I had uh, Ronald Reagan... Go on. He's uh, experienced of standoffs because of the Cold War. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, wow. An experienced standoff. Very good. (laughs) Very good. I'm quite happy to go with Ronald Reagan as a a fly-off. Centres? It's got to be two uh, Lib Dems in the centre, hasn't it? Well, you say that. I've paired mine up, so mine have to come in as a pair, and they do fundamentally different jobs. So my 12 is uh, in charge of my very passive drift defence, Gandhi. But if you really need to, um, if you really need to beat like beef it up, I thought pairing up with Hitler for his uh, incredible blitz strategy, <laughs> uh, blitzkrieg. Defense. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, it's so effective. We we use it anyway. So why not? 
<laughs> Hitler and Gandhi. They both do different things, but they're both very good at what they do. Very complimentary. Well, no, I was like, God. <laughs> oh, they complement each other. No, they don't complement each other. Very different. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Exactly. Like, fundamentally, could not be more different. Yeah, but look at the um, best the best ever centre partnerships. You know, the, you, you do get one guy. The contrast. One yeah. Contrast. Scott Gibbs and uh, Jeremy Guscott for the Lions in exactly. 97. Yeah. That's exactly what we've got here Guscott yeah. and Gibbs. Solfana and Bastarod. Well, I, I had two, two Lib Dems. Um, so I just had uh, Nick Clegg and Charles Kennedy. And mm. Kennedy could double as the social sec for the side as well. <laughs> <laughs> he does like a drink or two. That's, that's, that's fair to say. Uh, Tim, any, any further opinion? Um, no, not on those ones, no. Uh, I, I think we'll go Gandhi and Hitler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, Clegg on the wing, because I think he's a great utility player. He can switch from right to left pretty easily. Um, kind of the Austin Healy of the, of, of, of the group. I like that. Now, um, just on the wing, didn't, didn't Jeffrey Archer once claim to have done... There's a 100-yard dash in under 10 seconds. Jeffrey Archer claims what? a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> was it in one of his diaries? Uh, I think it was, yeah. Um, anyone know who Trevor Phillips is? Mm. He's the head of the Equality Commission. Um, so his job is basically to make sure that you know racism isn't prevalent in um, uh, in society, uh, eliminating of nasty things like sexism and mainly things like stereotypes. But I think he might be fast, so <laughs> he's going on the wing. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, we haven't got we haven't got a place for Obama yet. Oh, yeah. Um, but we've got one, one position left to fill, that's fullback. And I just thought George Bush Go on. could be our fullback. And he's shown that he's, he's willing to attack. Yeah, he definitely is. And, uh, and he's also good at sticking up the bomb. Oh, so, nice. Uh, <laughs> I thought that's George, George Bush at fullback. Strange enough, uh, I, I, George, George Bush, wasn't he a cheerleader in like, college? <laughs> I had Yvette Cooper, because I imagine she's going to be used to uh, catching balls as he drops <laughs> <he> drop <laughs> them high. <laughs> I had George Osborne because of his uh, incredible cutbacks. Oh, no. Against the green. Oh, we could, oh, have, I had could, have, could have had him inside centre as well <laughs> yeah, for the yeah. same reason. With his devastating cutbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've done all right there. Yeah. That's a, that's a good team. If you've got anyone to add or change or disagree with, like there was, we haven't managed to get David Cameron in somewhere. Well, well you know, look, it's a high Barack Obama, or there's loads of people we could have fit in. So uh, if you've got an opinion, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. And just to remind you, as I said earlier, there's a special treat for our Twitter followers when we go through 1,000 followers, which should happen any day now. So uh, get following and get involved. And let's move on. I've got a treat. We've been recently, we've been featuring Mick Morgan, who is a, a commentator for Castleford Rugby League. He's a bit of a legend. He's been doing it for years and years and years. He has a unique style as we featured. Well, steady with spit his dummy out. Frank Farmer low. Wish it start flattening a few, Frank. Size on him. <laughs> Much. Oh, that's forward. Forward pass, Mr. Cummins, you dickhead. Well, the spike. Forward a mile. Stevie Wonder is in. Narrow five yard fodded. He sounds like he's from the 1960s or 70s, but Henry Paul was playing. So yeah, Farrow, I just worked that out then. Yeah, it can only have been like. I found videos as of... recent as 2012 well, that he's been doing. Wow. I have news for you. Oh, go on. I have a client who does some work within radio, who knows Mr. Mor- is it Morgan? Mick Morgan. Mick, Mick Morgan. Morgan. We also have his phone number. You're joking. So, no. So I would say in the next few weeks, you can all be treated to an interview with Mick Morgan. We're going to get Mick Morgan <laughs> on the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, and he's not even Rugby Union, he's Rugby League. I also hear he'd be very keen to do it. 
Really? Excellent. The last week, all I've been doing is pretty much looking for Mick Morgan. <laughs> Mick Morgan followed by cat videos. Yeah, exactly. I've got, I've got some more. Here's some more little nuggets from Mick Morgan. Gleeson, out of marker. Ah. Oh. Well, he's only wrapped his barnet round his lug. I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> no changes down here. Penalty to opposition. What did he say then? He's wrapped his barnet round his lug up. That's head well, he's only wrapped his barnet round his lug. I can't speak. <laughs> No changes down here. Penalty to opposition. He so believes there's a conspiracy against this team. They, they oh, all yeah. do. It. They all do. Last time Cass got a penalty down here, Gale off Coronation Street. We're on first husband. <laughs> <laughs> Most northern man in the world. Pubes gets into it. Wigan F. Way hallelujah! Hey, that's when Castleford got awarded a penalty. What happened here is Rangi Chase, who was playing for Castleford a few years ago. Only a couple of years yeah, ago. Only a couple no, of, yeah. Rangi Chase punched an opponent player. And bearing in mind the reaction that we've heard Mick Morgan have when a Castleford player gets gets accosted or assaulted on the field. Andy A. Oh, what about that? Send him off! Send the dressing gates off! Right. When, off when one of Castleford's players punches an opponent, this is his response. Hey, well, I pack you over my weather. Is he just. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> that is that a pack your bear weather? <laughs> well, I can't speak! Oh, right, this is how Mick Morgan refers to uh, a referee who's uh, in the early stage of his career. The res- this is how Mick Morgan gives respect to the officials. The referee, what the referee do? This young kid here celebrating no school tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're going to have him on the show. Oh, that's going to be special. That's going to be special. Uh, listen out and look out for that in future podcasts. Right, what we're going to do now is well, it was recently WrestleMania, which JB has informed us. JB's mad into his wrestling, aren't you, JB? Love it. He loves it. Well, you, you do love doing a version of wrestling yourself. What's, what wrestling do you actually do? I do, I do jujitsu. That's right. Um, are you going to focus on the jujitsu now more? Now you're st- you said you're stopping playing rugby. Yeah, pretty much. Is this it? Seriously, it's your last couple of weeks of rugby and then no more. I'm, I'm done. Finished the last game of the season. And you're not going to play again. I'm going to play second team. I'm going to play on the teams, but I'm not going to play first team anymore. Oh, all right. So you'll still be playing though. I'm thinking of moving over to Sedge, playing second team there, but no, you've left Phil. You've yeah. left Sedge. Well, working down in London, uh, era. full time. Yeah, I can't can't commit. Ah. Exclusives here. Wow, yeah, big exclusives. Uh, there you go. Um, Scrum dot com and uh, BBC carry that as your, <laughs> your front page on your rugby union. Um, right. So WrestleMania was last weekend, um, and JB loves a bit of wrestling, and we thought we'd have a bit of a Royal Rumble, if you like. <laughs> Great music, but with the Aviva Premiership mascots or nicknames so just giving you the the lineup of the Royal Rumble and we'll debate who would do best and who would come out on top there's a wasp for London <laughs> wasps there's a shark for sale sharks there's a Roman warrior for Worcester warriors there's a Indian chief for Exeter there's a falcon for Newcastle a tiger for Leicester a saint for Northampton a Roman for Bath I think it's a wolfhound yeah. for Irish. Yeah, wolf. a uh, a Saracen warrior for Saracens and um, and a Harlequin for Harlequins. And the one that we couldn't actually get to the bottom of was Gloucester. 
What yeah. on earth is Gloucester? What, cause they're known as the anything. Cherry and Whites. Yeah, th- there doesn't appear to be a Gloucester Although mascot. Although there's two, like, liney things on their, on their badge, isn't there? Liony things. Lions, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> all um, right. So, okay. let's do this. So imagine they're all in, they're all piling into a, into a <laughs> ring at the same time. Who loses, who gets knocked out first? Who's the eventual winner? Who can you see getting... I mean... The Wasp has gone, hasn't it? Yeah. The you wasp, do you, not think, well, do you not think even the Harlequin would get no, no. beaten by a Wasp? Absolutely. The Harlequin's going all the way, I reckon. <laughs> Perfect heel. Um, a Harlequin would sort of do da- a dandy about strike a pose, and... dandy about, and then just get walloped oh, no, by one no, of the no, others. They're, they're like evil clowns. It would, no. get, it, would, it would get brained by a warrior. No, it would be like Dink, dink and Doink. Or whatever they're called. No, absolutely not. I reckon the I reckon the the, the, Ari- uh, the Irish Wolfhound would Hang just on. bounce straight up to the Harlequin and rip out its Sorry. throat. <laughs> I just ever thought, how big is this wasp? It's a, a normal sized wasp. Oh right, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the wasp it, gone. Uh, Falcon flown away. It, it's not going to fight. It's just going to go. Uh, the Saint Shark well. probably dead after an hour or so. <laughs> oh come on, we'll have to suspend a bit of disbelief and assume it can stand there and uh... what and punch with its fins. <laughs> Bite. <laughs> I, the shark is gone. The saint, the saint is done. The saint is not done. The yeah, the, the saint, saint is done. Will not be around long. Wow, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're right there. In fact, I think the saint would go straight over to the harlequin and try and stand in front of all the others and go, leave the harlequin alone, <laughs> and then would oh. get the saint would get sliced in half by a Saracen sword okay, before uh, they all then go and uh, take the quin to town. Well, okay, well, so we know the three animals are gone. Next one, Nicknames. The, the Indian chief. We know from experience, mainly, mainly the fact that America is America, that they are terrible at fighting. If they're man-to-man, I reckon the passion and power yeah. of a chief would yeah. take on... Uh, I doubt it very much. With a but, tomahawk. And there's, there's, no, tomahawk. there's no one in the ring with a musket to uh, take, <laughs> yeah. take yeah. the chief down from a distance. Now, the, the, the tiger is very interesting. It's a big cat, yeah, big come claws. On, right, just like we have to pick a top four in the league, who do you think the top four would be, the final four left in the ring? I, I, was, I was thinking a tiger. Tiger's in. The Saracen, yeah. yeah. The the warrior, the tiger. Not a shark. No, the shark's dead, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> um, the tiger, and then the bath mascot, which is the lion, but in Roman armor. So it's basically <laughs> two and three combined. <laughs> I have to agree with the bath mascot. <laughs> A lion in armour with a sword as well. What's going on? If he chooses not to use his claws or his teeth, he's got a sword. If you're number four and you're thinking, Christ, it couldn't get any worse, I'm having a tiger there. He doesn't have opposable thumbs. He can't use that that sword properly. Someone someone strapped it to his arm. Something's going on here and it's not right. It's basically (laughs) cheating. So we're saying there's two animals left. There's there's the Roman lion for Bath. There's the tiger for Leicester. So we've got Bath and Leicester in the top four. And we're saying our other top four would be Saracens. So it's, currently, it's like the top four. And yeah. then the final one in our top four is the Worcester Warrior. Ooh. Is that what you're saying? Or are, yeah. you, or are we going with the Chief? I like the Chief. Yeah, I quite like the Chief. Chief. He's going to tomahawk. The Chief will yeah. just... Chief has got, got his tomahawk <laughs> out and smack... The Chief will just look solemn as the others take his land. It, it's, it, it isn't a good call. <laughs> Dying of polio. So, yeah. Um, chief, <laughs> chief, in, chief in fourth. Yeah. Who else did we say? Saracen in third. And then it's the two animals going toe-to-toe, Leicester and Bath. One Tiger and a... And a lion in armour. And an armour-clad <laughs> lion. There's only one winner there, isn't there? Well done, Bath. Bath. Well done, Bath. Yeah. You're victorious. Your armour-clad, <laughs> sword-wielding lion is, is the victor. Well done. Just one, one more thing to note on that is that a honey badger would claw the canasters off any of those. Well, 
That's an armoured lion. Bloody right. <laughs> if, you, if you agree, disagree, then get in touch and let us know. Uh, as we move on to this weekend's rugby, it was a thrilling weekend of Premiership Rugby. There's loads more coming up this weekend. Uh, let's see how you think it's going to go. Um, we've got a Friday night game, and I, probably the tie of the round is on Friday night as well. 7.45pm kickoff at the Stoop. Harlequins accept the challenge of the visiting Leicester Tigers. Harlequins have to win. Leicester will desperately want a home semi-final, so need to put the pressure on Northampton Saints to try and steal second. So this is going mm. to be titanic. Yeah, it'll be a great battle. Um, I personally think Leicester will just have the edge up front. I think the, their pack is a bit more experienced, a bit more to them. Um, Can I say Kyle Sinclair is a serious, serious talent? He's wow. only just he just turned twenty-one as well, hasn't he? He was up, he was against up against Ivy and Lewis Roberts, who's got many limitations but scrummaging is actually one of the things he does quite well yep. he's got many stones behind him yeah yep. uh, and Carl Sinclair after one dodgy scrum at the start and I thought oh dear um, mm. but after that he was solid I he thought he got really hammered. held his own I mean absolutely battered against Stade Francais though uh, I, I, he was popping up all the time but I might, I, might, I might be wrong I might be wrong but if he's only 21 every game is like a big learning curve for him mm. so if, if he's consistently improving Joe Marlowe against Mullapola, that's going to be an interesting battle up front as well. Yeah, I, I do. I think Leicester have definitely got enough firepower up front to, to do that. I think Leicester win. Oh, this is interesting. Mike Brown's so good. The England players look so good. Nick Easter was brilliant. Danny Kerr was and Nick Evans. Was Nick awesome. Evans. Nick Evans' try was sensational, wasn't it? I think Nick Evans could be the difference again. Really? I'm going to go at the stoop. Harlequins. Quins. Wow. Just. Big call. I'm really looking forward to that game. It's going to be excellent. Uh, on to Saturday. We don't need to waste too long talking about uh, the Roman warrior from Worcester going up against the ironclad sword-wielding lion Lion Roman from Bath. And uh, mm. that, the game's going to follow a similar pattern to what that matchup with, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty, pretty much, yes. No losing bonus points for Worcester this week, I'm afraid. Uh, Bath looks shaky, though. Mm. Like They've lost against Sale. Exeter Sale is a tough one to call. Exeter back on some form, although they let a big lead slip. Yeah. Sale, a couple of bad performances. Yeah, it's kind of a nothing game, this. Sale have now kind of missed their boat to get into the top four, really, haven't they? I mean, I know it's not mathematically... Oh, no, it's done. Eight it, points. It eight, is eight done. Eight points, no, it's done. It's done, you're right. I think Exeter will win at home, but I think it'll be it'll probably be quite an open game. Yeah. They'll both uh, try and throw the ball about a bit, so it might be might be good to watch. I think Exeter just. Uh, Wasps Gloucester. This is another one. All these games are really interesting matchups, maybe with the exception of Bath Worcester. Yeah, that is an interesting matchup, I think. And Gloucester, Gloucester are much improved from where yeah. they were. And this is a, a mass- this is a massive game for seventh place, which we know now is going to have a playoff for against the top fourteen seventh place. Good luck for replacing the uh, European Cup. So this is a showdown. Whichever team loses this one. Wasps Gloucester no. has no chance of getting seventh. I think I think Gloucester. Are they going to be missing? Oh a few yeah, players? they will actually. That's a good point. Uh, Tavis Noyle gone. Um, Purfisi. Yeah, gone. Tav- yeah. Well, they were both. Purfisi was on the bench. Tavis Noyle was on the bench. Yeah, you might be all right. Yeah, and it, it'll bring them closer as a squad. I, w- I would it? imagine. Yeah, I would have thought so. When you when you're fighting for your teammates. Uh, yeah, I think Gloucester might I, sneak that away. Yeah, I think they will. Are you back in Andy Good, Jay? That's, that's the live game. No, I think Saturday. I think Gloucester's a good show. Hmm. Uh, and on to Sunday then, and Northampton Irish is the live game on Sunday. Hmm. Northampton home win. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Irish playing well, but I can't see them beating Northampton. Well, well again, I, mean, I know Irish will want to win, but 
their safeties are sure. They haven't got to worry about that. They're not. Mm. They're not looking behind them. Uh, Saints, no, they've got to win this one. Yeah, for a home semi final. And finally, then, um, is the Saracen Warrior just going to slice that Falcon on his perch? I think so. Yeah. That might make that might make things a little bit more interesting if Worcester do get a bonus point or a couple of bonus points. They're slowly clawing down the gap. So I, I can't see. Newcastle getting a single point against uh, against Saracens. So I think there's no I can't chance. Worcester getting a single point at Bath. Maybe. Got, I think that, I think their fighting spirit is a bit better. I'd really like to see Worcester get a couple of losing bonus points. To They're getting cl- better to close that gap. So we've got an interesting finish to the end of the season. Mm. It's it's still pos- possible, definitely. We're done. That's that's another Egg Chasers Rugby podcast done and dusted. We're looking forward to the weekend's rugby. Tell us what you reckon is going to happen. React to anything you've heard on the podcast. And uh, and yeah, we'll give you a shout on the next one. And don't forget, as I mentioned at the very start, I'll mention it right at the very end. We have a special treat for the moment we pass through 1,000 followers. Um, and it's a, it's a picture that Corey Britton would have been proud to have taken. I don't think I know what this is. Oh dear. <laughs> I'm <laughs> and, nervous. And uh, yeah, and it's of one of us in the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast team. So, <laughs> so I'm, guess, get, get I'm guessing it's not you, Tim. Yeah, I'm guessing it's not you, Tim. <laughs> well, you never know. I might be like the US politician, Anthony Weiner, very proud and only too happy to share. So you'll have to wait and see. Get following at Rugby Podcast and we'll catch you on the next one. Nice one, JB. Cheers, mate. And a bit, Phil. Cheers, Tim. Later. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.